the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Welcome, this is Karen Sean, and you're listening to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Please go to the Alliance website, which is goflca.com or .org, and learn what the Alliance is doing with micro schools. Very exciting, and we're going to be talking about that more as soon as the program is underway. But it is a way for you to get your child out of those disgusting indoctrination clinics. Today, I thought we'd do something a little different because we are going into some really heavy-duty, scary times. And when you go into scary times, you have to be prepared. And part of our problem is we're not going to be prepared because we don't believe that there are people in this world who can do these things to us. We're going to be reading about killings. We're going to be reading about mass murders. We're going to be reading about rapes. And we're going to be reading about robberies and carjackings and all of those things. So... Prepare, 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 and prepare your children. What is going to be going on in the next year and a half is not going to be pretty unless you're prepared. The other day, I had the wonderful opportunity to have a conversation with Dr. Elena George. Actually, I was a guest on her show, of which it's very interesting to be a guest. And we put together some things that might, should, would, could give you a good understanding of what is happening and why. We are in the middle of a communist takeover in this country, and it is not going to be pretty. America is the last bastion of hope. We're the only free country, although I have to admit Hungary is doing a phenomenal job. Brazil was on the right track with Bolsonaro until the communist Lula took over as well. So in our country, we have the communist Biden. And just look and watch how they scurry away from any Biden question of collusion and get fixated on Trump. And as Trump said, it is not him they are after. It is us. So please be prepared. That's the best thing you can do. And make sure your children can read. That's the other thing. So we recorded that session, and I thought that you would be interested in hearing about some of the things that you need to know in order to be prepared. 
I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Living the Solution with Dr. Elena George. Today we have a return guest, somebody I really enjoyed speaking with last time she was on, because our education system is something that we're all, I mean, unless you're a parent, and even if you're a parent, I think, it's very difficult to know what's going on in the education of your children. And everything I'm hearing pretty much on TV, it's not positive. They have children who've uh, not able to reach, read or do math at their grade level. We have children who are behind by not just one semester, but by years, it seems. And we seem to be ignoring that. We're spending so much time on social issues. But when it comes to reading and writing and critical thinking, there seems to be nothing that is is looking at that. And I think if, unless we educate our children to be our future and our society, I'm not sure where we're going. So today we're speaking with Miss Karen Schoen. She's a talk show host, a patriot, an educator, a marketing consultant, journalist, advocate, and citizen lobbyist, and a small business owner. And she's been having her finger on the pulse of our education system, I think, for years. And Ms. Schoen, I want to, again, welcome you back on because what we're speaking about, I think it's very important. And I'm tired of sweeping it under the rug or people being so emotionally, you know, invested in things that don't matter, that they're missing the bigger picture. So welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. George. It is always a pleasure to speak with you. And thank you for the work that you're doing, because without your voice, people would not be hearing the truth. It's all about the truth. And if, unless we know what it is, right, we can't fix it. And we're, well, let's start off in the beginning. You've been an educator for quite a while. You know, what is your take on the state of our education system as an overview? Well, as an overview, the whole design of Common Core was to keep the people, uh, keep the students two years behind, and they have successfully done that. If you couple that, with affirmative action, which is nothing other than let's lower the standards. Um, this is where we are right now. The problem is that I will say it over and over again, we are afraid to name the enemy. And the enemy are the communist globalists that have infiltrated both parties, 100% on the Democrat Party, and I'd say about 50% on the Republican Party. So if we name the enemy, then we can go back and we can say, okay, what did this enemy do? Well, in 1963, a representative, his name was Representative Herlong. He was a Democrat from Florida, and he read the 45 goals of communism into the congressional record. And everyone should, all of your listeners, if you want to understand what's going on in our society today, go and type 45 goals of communism and pull it from the congressional record, make a copy of it, and each time you hear a crisis or a situation that you don't understand, look at the goals. And by that I mean, let's take a look at the goals. 
Goal number 17 says get control of schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curricula. Get control of teachers' associations, but put the party line in the textbooks. So I don't know how much more clear that could be if we understood exactly what they were talking about. The communists believe that intellectual people, people that think, would be in opposition to communism. So therefore, they have to create an aura where people don't think. And what did they choose? They chose the schools. And when everybody says the schools are failing our children, I say, no, they're not. They're doing exactly what they have set out to do. We are failing by not demanding that they get rid of this communist curricula in the schools. And this is this is our problem. But then again, we have to remember that many of the parents were educated under the same programs. So it's a circle, you know, and we're perpetuating it. How do you break a circle? You stop doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And that's why I constantly say, if you understand what the communist goals are, then it makes it easier to see where they're coming from, recognize the program, and then stop doing it. And fortunately, today, we have a few people that are doing that, like the parents in uh, Virginia who went after um, the sexual orientation and sex in the schools. Uh, This is only a small piece of the problem. But again, if you go and look at the goals of communism, it's right there. And what does it say? It says in goal number 25, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, and motion pictures, radio, and TV. How much clearer could that be? That's exactly what they're doing. So why are we letting them do it? That's my question. Well, it's the, I mean, I think obviously the parents have to take responsibility for their children. But when you think about how it's been structured, it seems to me the school season has become longer. The school day is longer. Everything seems, if you, especially if you're not a family of means, the child gets their meals there. They spend a lot of time. That's a lot of access to your children where the parents are working, just trying to keep it, you know, keep, you know, ends meeting. You have something inserting itself between the patient. I'm sorry, not the patient, but the parent and the child. And now there's their uh, health hubs. And I mean, everything's coming from the school, isn't it? Yes, it is. And then we'll go back and look and see one of the goals. What is one of the goals is to break down the family. And how do you do that? You put something in between the child and the family called the school. And you're teaching the kids in the school, don't tell your parents. Don't tell them what's going on in school. Oh, we're the school. I'm the teacher. Listen to me. Your mother doesn't know anything. I remember when I was growing up, one of the things that was told to me was, you don't have to listen to your parents. Anybody who's older than 35 doesn't know what they're talking about. 
this is the concept that we have that is being promoted in school to eliminate the relationship between the child and the parent. Uh, the reason that the communists do that is they must break down the parental relationship because it leads to the religious relationship. And the religious relationship says we worship a God and we are answerable to our God. And as a communist, there is no God. They are atheists. So you have to answer to the government. So they have to change the whole mindset from what the child is learning with his family to what the child will learn in school. And that's why they put in these perverted programs to see how far they can push before it will get recognized that it's a horrific program. So I look at COVID as it was a bad thing to happen, but maybe it wasn't so bad because it gave the parents a real good look at what was going on in the schools. One of the things that you said kind of startling, I mean, the fact that you have this movement towards breaking norms, towards breaking the family, and in order to garner control, it's sad because we, I think in our generation know what good is. We know what, what, it, what it meant to have a family structure, to go to school and, and have our family be involved, you know, parent, teacher, et cetera. It definitely wasn't a closed system. It's really sad to know that these children don't know. They don't have a frame of reference. So their education is completely obliterated. You know, they're not really, they're, they're, they're being damaged, it seems to me. And my question to you is, in your, your, the title of your podcast is Dumbing Down Young Americans to the Sixth Grade Level. Why is it the sixth grade level as opposed to the 12th or any other grade level? If you take a look at the world as a whole, most of the people in the world cannot read and write. Many of them do, um, but it's on a minimal level. And when they said over and over again, we have to level the playing field. We as Americans said, oh, isn't that wonderful? They're going to take the world and bring them up to American standards and we'll all be level and equal. But that's not what they meant. What they meant was they have to take America, break its spirit, break its family, break its religion, break its culture, and then America will be the same as all the other third world countries. And then nobody in a third world country will be able to say, oh, look at the Americans. They own a house. They own a car. They own a this. They own a that. That's not going to happen because we won't remember what they say. You will own nothing and be happy. Yeah. That's the goal. So we have a bad habit when we hear things that we don't like, we, call, we kind of dismiss it. And what we have to really do is pay attention to what they're saying because they mean it. This is a ruthless group of people that means to do harm. They don't want people in the world. They want to eliminate. Uh, they want to... Uh, promote lies that we have no food, we have no land, we have no water, and then they make it happen so that the lie will fit, 
the Peter principle where you espouse something and then you bring the group to make that happen. That's what they're doing. So by saying we have no food, we have a lot of food. So what are we going to do? Well, we'll stop giving uh, farmers fertilizer so they won't be able to grow as much food. Then we won't have as much food. So they find an issue and then create the crisis to fit that issue. And schooling is of utmost importance because you can't have a group of people go out and say, wait a minute, we don't have 85 genders. There's only two. You can't have that. You have to have compliance. And the only thing that you can get from compliance is to work with a group of people that have no common sense, can't read and write, can't do math, and then they will comply because they have nothing else. And what is the definition of that? You really become a slave of the establishment because all you're doing is taking what they're telling you to do and they are controlling our destiny instead of us each individually controlling our own destiny. It's really, um, this is such a big picture to this. While they're doing this control that you just described, they're telling you that it's about equality and diversity and <laughs> <laughs> it's so sick on so many levels. I mean, look at the, uh, as the black population and any minority, whether it's women, you know, women are the minority, but any group that they've parsed, they're actually working against themselves. I mean, there's really very little you can say about how you've just described the education system. Who's been hurt by it most? The people in the public school system, right? And that's everybody who's in the middle class or lower economic um, standard you know, of, of living. They've been victimized by this while they're told the opposite, that you're special that this is, you should want this, you should want not to learn, and you should want to think that working hard is racist. I mean, all the things that they've pushed that as if they're truths, but are actually helping people destroy their own future. It's really very sick, but... It is sick. <laughs> and isn't, this is what they call the Hegelian dialectic. This is it in practice, where you have an issue that you know is absolutely not true. For example, there are only two genders. Well, everybody knows there are only two genders, but yet you will believe them for fear of the repercussion of not believing. So even though your brain is telling you there's only two genders, you are now going to espouse the fact that there's 85 genders because that's what the group is telling you that you have to think. So this is probably the biggest and worst other than um, climate. Uh, that's another one that they use when, you know, we all know certain things in the climate. We know that, or we should know, that if we don't have CO2, we will die because plants need CO2 to live. Yeah. And we won't have food if we don't have CO2. So what are they doing? They're telling us CO2 is a gas that is toxic, poisonous, and we have to get rid of it. So aren't we killing ourselves? Absolutely. But nobody's going to say anything because of the fear factor of being canceled, which is just another word, fancy word for boycott. Um, and this is, this is how they control the society, by giving the society ridiculous things to follow through on and then watching them follow through. So it is, it is the worst to me. This is a, 
the worst type of sick, evil people. And unfortunately, right now, they're running our government. The question is going to be, are the people going to be smart enough to get rid of them, to do something about it? Or are they going to just pick the same people over and over again, which then means that they have scored terrifically and what they have done in school is a huge success. And I was used to tell my kids, um, success is very unique because you can be good or evil and be successful. Success doesn't care what it is. It just cares if you accomplish your goal. So if your goal is to kill the people and you're doing it, then you're successful. But it's an evil success. And we don't look at it that way. So when we say, oh, the border is a failure. No, it's not a failure. They want these people here. So the border is a huge success. Mm -hmm. It's a failure for us as an individual, but it's not a failure of their program. This is what they want. This is what they're striving for. So it's a, a big step. You said before, this is a, it's a huge thing, but it's, easy to dissect if you understand the plan. And what is the plan? The plan is everything is connected. Nothing happens at random. Everything has a plan. All plans are based on lies. And all plans are based on the fact that you will obey. So if you look at this and you understand where it's coming from and who's putting it in place, it makes it easier to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Or ask a question. Um, this is another thing that we as uh, conservatives or patriots, whatever name we want to give us, we fall into a bad spot when we say, well, here's all the documentation or go do this online. And, uh, you know, here's all the documentation of it. Read it and make your own decision. Well, we are not realizing that most people now today are incapable of making a decision. The decision has to be a choice spoon fed to them by the government. So the government will say, well, here's your choice. You can have, you can have not, or you can have a bit. Okay. Is that a choice? No, that's the government telling you what, what you can choose. But that's not the way it's supposed to work. I'm supposed to determine what I want to choose. Mm -hmm. Not somebody saying, here's a choice of three. Now you're making choices. No, I'm not making choices. I'm choosing one of your choice of three, which may not be my choice at all. You know, when, when you think about this, this is all manufactured like you described. Is there, I mean, it's a rhetorical question, but is there power, like you said, in withdrawing your consent from this? They're doing this based on us choosing to just go along and get along. But if enough of us, I don't even think it needs to be a majority because there's a lot of followers in society, that if there's a, a growing number, a growing chorus of voices saying why we're not doing it and becoming a little bit of a roadblock, do you think that would change the direction? There's been no pushback through any of this. It's just been use... Uh, people's want to be liked or to be special or something negative about the human nature. They've really highlighted it and, and gaslit it. And ultimately people need to, I would hope at some point decide, I don't care if I belong to a group or not, this is wrong and I'm not doing it. Would that change this direction if enough people just stood up and voiced that? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Absolutely 100%. Why? Because most of their theories are based on nothing. Mm -hmm. So if you challenge their theory, they have no response except either to yell at you or to repeat the theory again louder because they have nothing, there's nothing substantial behind what they're saying. Um, what do they tell? And whatever they tell us, you really want to do the opposite. So what are they telling us? Boycotts don't work. Oh, really? Well, Disney's sales are down. Bed Bath & Beyond is now out of business. Um, Mike Lindell's My Pillow is escalated. Um, Chick-fil-A got a huge boost. And this is people just reacting. So the answer is yes, 100%. We have to do that. Uh, I ask the people who are involved in the green movement when I go to a meeting with them and they're sitting there and people say, what, you know, what would you like to drink? And oh, here's your, your soda. I, I sit there and I go, how can you drink that? Oh, what do you mean, Karen? How, what do you mean? How can I drink that? Soda. It's good. I said, okay, drink it. I, I did this with my legislator. And I said, okay, so please drink the, take a big gulp of the soda that's on your desk. So he took a big gulp of the soda. And then I sat with my head on my hands and I watched him and he said, what are you watching? And I said, I'm waiting for you to die. So he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, you just drank a whole bunch of carbon dioxide. You're still here. What's wrong? <laughs> so my question is, if you're a greenie, how can you drink soda, wine, and beer? filled with carbon dioxide. So we have to break it down to make them understand the ridiculousness of what they're saying. And for the most part, unfortunately, they won't get it and they'll get angry. But you have to, you have to understand, do I really care if the 2,000 trolls on the internet tell me I'm a bad person? Who cares? Exactly. But put, turn it off. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to read how bad I am. I turn it off. I don't have to watch. Even if it's a person, look. it I may be a bot. You don't even know if it's a person. <laughs> right. So why get why get crazy over being in a, a a Twitter fight with somebody that probably really isn't even a person? It's probably artificial intelligence just trying to rile you up. So we have to understand and be smarter than that. We should be following, looking at history and seeing what happened to great societies. How did they break down? Why did they break down? And then not do the same thing to help us break down. Agreed. Uh, Dr. George, they are so afraid of people having a conversation mm -hmm. like you and I are having right now. They are petrified that we will find out that there are more of us than them and that if we did get together and boycott something or stop doing something, then they would be horrified. So your answer to your question is yes, 100%. If enough people stop doing something, then they're going to fail. And right now, I believe that a lot of the programs that they put in place are not working because they were never designed to work. 
and they were never designed to do what they say they were going to do. You know what they were designed for? They were designed for control and to spend a lot of money and to transfer wealth from the middle class to the upper class, which is exactly what they're doing with this uh, bank, the Silicon Valley Bank. It's not going to be a uh, taxpayer bailout is what Biden said. Oh, really? Where does the government get its money? Yeah. It gets it from the taxpayer. So if you're going to bail them out, who's bailing them out? We are. It's so we're going to wind up bailing out people that hate us, want us dead, and will do everything they can to destroy America. And we're going to wind up bailing out the billionaires. So the people that are making uh, 30, 40, 50,000 a year are going to wind up bailing out the billionaires. Does that make sense? No, it's cognitive dissonance, but very similar to 2008 when they bailed out the banks, right? Instead of exactly. writing off people's debt and forgiving, they just gave these guys more money to do the same thing and they took it and made more money from it. So it's not, it's, it's worth expecting them to be uh, honest and in that in be fair and it's a cognitive dissonance because I think most people don't think that way. They think of, you know, the golden rule. These people don't live by that. They live by graft and subterfuge, straight up lying, and believing that we're not worthy, any of us, while they get us to fight amongst ourselves with artificial barriers, artificial differences, when in actuality we really all want the same thing. If Education is so important to that. I I went to a school where it was only 13 in my graduating class, and I was there for 12 years. We were individuals. It didn't matter what color you were. You were either you were someone's friend, and it was complete, or you didn't really like the person, but it had nothing to do with what they looked like. It was literally content of character. And the more you get to know people, you can't use that other, um, you know, moniker on somebody. It's very easy if you don't talk to see the other person is the enemy. And I think they spent a lot of time during COVID separating us, didn't they? Well, I'm going to get to answer that right after the break. Don't go away, everyone. I hope you're enjoying the conversation. It's so important that we talk, and that's what they don't want. And you're listening to Karen Schoen. This is the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. We'll be right back. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code out loud at cofixrx.com. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. 
No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Welcome back, everyone. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. I can't plug the alliance enough, folks. They are doing such a magnificent job. I love working with these people. They are fantastic. Before we go any further, I did want to introduce you to Dr. Elena George, a wonderful woman doctor in the Atlanta area, and she is an ear, nose, and throat doctor who is not afraid to speak the truth. She has her own radio show, and that is libertytalk.fm. Before we had a break, Dr. George asked me a question, and I want to answer it for you. This was right up their alley. This, to me, was the precursor of control. And everything that they did during that and the people complying uh, along with things that you know were impossible, couldn't work, never worked, would never work. Um, But it should have been evident the day that they made the churches close and kept the bars open. That's what this crowd is all about. They don't care. And that was the hardest thing for me to understand when I was learning all about this was that this is a group of people that do not care. The only thing they care about is themselves and their own world that they're living in. They don't care about the people. They don't care about America. They are not Americans. They are globalists. And the reason why they can destroy America is because if they have four, you know, 10 houses in different parts of the world. So if America falls and there's a problem, they'll go to another house. That's a really good point. So from the, from the standpoint of this, this mindset and how we got to this point, what happened I, from the medical side? I ask the question pretty routinely, what happened to the doctors that are letting this happen? So my corollary to that is, where are the teachers, where are the biology teachers who can say there's only two sexes, CO2, photosynthesis, <laughs> there's no writing on photosynthesis whatsoever. I've never seen that in, in the internet, in any kind of print. Where are, the, where are the educators who know what the truth is? Is it that they've left the system because it's so overwhelmingly bad? Or yes. did they just go along and get along? Well, there are those. It's a combination of both. But worse than that is the affirmative action because they have lowered the standards so low that 
these people are almost incapable of thinking. So if the government tells them you're a doctor and today you'll be believing this, um, then you're going to believe that because what Obama did in Obamacare is they made most most doctors had to apply to become part of a hospital. And now what's happening is that the hospital and the insurance company are dictating the care to the doctor. The doctor says, oh, you have a upper respiratory disease or uh, whatever, and I'm going to give you this medication. But what does he do when he turns around and submits the pro- the, the billing? It's a code. That upper rep- respiratory disease that he saw you for is worth X number of dollars. So the doctors aren't seeing patients anymore. They're seeing numbers. And once you reduce a person to numbers, you're taking away their individualism and their personality. They have nothing. You're a number. And this is exactly what they did in uh, World War II to the Jews. They took away their identity and gave them a number. And once you do that to a person, it is almost impossible for them to think on their own, be on their own. They just go inward and will follow whatever it is to get along. The teachers, it it breaks my heart to see what's going on with the teachers. But Dr. George, if you're given a textbook and that textbook is written by communists because they never look at the authors, then what's going to happen to the kids? They're going to be communists. Yeah. And that's our fault because we're not looking at the textbooks. Um, I, I'm in Florida. And Governor DeSantis said, no Common Core, no CRT, none of this, none of that, none of the other thing. Okay. So I was on the textbook review committee. And I was reviewing civics textbooks. And I'm reading them and I'm saying, this doesn't make sense. Where did this person get this idea from? So then I started to look at the authors of the textbooks. The authors are writing articles uh, promoting CRT and communism. So, of course, the textbooks are going to reflect that. So it doesn't matter what the governor says if the books that we're taking are communists. And this is what's happening because they are banking on the fact that we're busy, we have to work, we can't pay attention, and besides, the school has all the answers. So my answer to that is do anything you can humanly possible to get your kids out of public schools. If you want them to, the best thing you can do for your child, kindergarten, pre-kindergarten, is teach your child to read. That's the most important thing that you can do right now. Because if your child can read, at least they have a chance of being able to read what, what the truth is. If your child can't read, then they will be a slave because they will be subject to somebody else interpreting what's on that page. You can't that's, live like that. That's an excellent Doesn't point. Work. Excellent point. I remember when I was in kindergarten, every day after school, my mom and I would sit and read after school. It's a memory that is just ingrained in me. So it's, it's the, the parents need to have a little bit more interaction and be out front and be their child's advocate instead of hoping that it's going to all work out. It seems to me at this point, 
it's a very adversarial relationship between the school and the parent, especially if the parent wants to take some sort of ownership of what happens in their child's life. They're really being demonized, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. They are. There is an extreme hatred for parents. The teacher, uh, the teachers, they're not interested. They're interested in radicalizing the child and making sure that they will have what they call action civics. What is action civics? Well, if you go and you riot and um, protest, then you get points for your civics class. That's not what civics is about. And this is this is carried through through everything. Everything is taught in the same grain. Everything is taught the same slant. So by the end of uh, the time that the child is finished with first or second grade, they can't read, but they know that white people are bad. I mean, it just makes it, it makes my blood boil. We are taking a whole generation, two of them now, the millennials and Gen Z and their parents. And they have all been trained the same way, which is through hatred. And the other thing, Dr. George, hatred is not something that you you are born with. Nobody comes out of the womb and says, I hate white people, I hate black people, I hate Jews. It's something that you have to learn. So if you're not learning it at home, where are you learning it? You're learning it in school. So school based on hatred, which is what this is, and victimhood, how does a kid come out of that feeling good? Well, they don't. They go to drugs. They go to um, suicide. Look at what's going on now. Why? Because the kids feel that they have no destiny. They have no hope. They can't innovate anything. They can't create anything. They just have to follow along. And we're taking all of these creative minds and we're destroying them. That's a travesty and a tragedy because I want, I think we're just scratching the surface of what the problem is. Let's start moving towards how we can help ourselves. You made a very eloquent statement about the damage that it causes in the psyche of our kids. I've never seen so many children and young people on uh, ADHD medication, depression, anxiety medication. I didn't have anxiety at that age. I was ready to, you know, your whole future was ahead of you. The, the biggest thing is what you want to do with the rest of your life, not the feeling of hopelessness. That is soul crushing. I mean, there's nothing worse than that. As an adult, it's bad enough. But if you never have any frame of reference, how does somebody, how does somebody navigate through that? A child or a teen, young adult. This is why we have the problems that we do, because they can't. Imagine graduating high school and feeling that you have no future. The world is bad. The world is evil. The white people want to kill you. The black people want to kill you. The Who cares? Whatever. They want to kill you. Uh, you know, we're, we're taking our morality and training our kids not to be moral. Anything that you do, honey, is okay. Sure, go out and rob somebody. That's all right. We'll give you a little pat on the wrist because anything we can do to break down society is what we have to do. So you're taking away a child's destiny. And if you listen to the WEF, which is the World Economic Forum, 
there is a, I call him a lunatic, um, but he's really, he's a, a smart lunatic, that's the problem. Uh, he's successful, that's the problem. His name is uh, Noah Harari, and he believes that people are hackable animals, and there becomes a time when people are no longer necessary. So when I asked the question, okay, so what do you do with people if they're not necessary? He said, well, just give them some video games and some drugs and they'll be fine. This is the attitude of what they think of our future. And this is up to us. What can we do about it? Get your kids out of public indoctrination clinics because that's all they are. You as a parent will teach your kid more two hours a day than they will learn sitting in a school for six hours. Imagine that. I, I, I've heard of things like micro schools where parents are, like the, some of the teachers who've left the public side have opened up their own schools or have gone just directly to the parents and they educate a certain number of kids in a pod. Of those things that's something that you would think would be a viable alternative? Absolutely. And there are wonderful programs to help people do that. Uh, my organization, the Florida Citizens Alliance, is working on a project. We have four curricula already um, to help parents get their kids out of public school. Alex Newman has a wonderful website called Public School Exit, and he gives... Uh, lots of clues and tips and things that parents can do to get your kids out of public school. If we want to save this country, if we want to save our future, if we want our children to have a future, then we have to get them out of public school. Not only that, Dr. George, they said that the, the kids that attend an alternative school are 30% smarter than the ones that are in the public schools. Is that sad or what? That's really sad. And it's, it's actually frightening because if these kids, first of all, how do they interact with each other? Right? Is there some sort of animosity between the two? Like, is, I don't know of anybody who knows that they are not achieving their highest potential who doesn't have resentment. And in this day and age where there seems to be no, no holds barred, if you just let it rip, if you're pissed at somebody, you can just, as you said before, do whatever you want to. You're basically a revolving door back out on the street. This doesn't bode well for cohesiveness or safety in our society. Oh, you're absolutely right. And that is, it is a wonderful thing that parents can do. Nobody said you have to do it alone. There are plenty of, of groups of parents that have come together to educate their children because they recognize that they're not getting an education in school. They're getting an indoctrination. Mm -hmm. And what is the indoctrination? You're a victim. You're worthless. You're nothing. Uh, that's not a way to take a beautiful mind and mold it into why. Um, we're very fortunate in Florida, and any listener that is in Florida, I'm going to ask a request. There's a bill called HR1, and that was passed in Florida. And this is a bill that is regarding grants and scholarships, which now can be given to homeschool parents. 
So please make sure you are familiar with HR1 and that you share that information with your clubs, with your church, and with everyone around. And I just want to give another example of the power of the parent in uh, Washington State. I think it's Seattle, actually. They have a crisis in their public school system because a lot of parents have pulled their kids out and are homeschooling. So the money that was used for the kids in those seats, it's not there anymore. They're now having to lay off teachers and their system is breaking. So just the small change, the withdrawal of your consent has a dramatic effect on what's going on. I think that can be a template for everything from being stuck in a corporatized hospital system or corporatized doctor setting. Stop going. Withdraw your consent. Go to private doctors who actually will listen to you and actually treat you instead of this structure that has all of these uh, middle, mid, mid levels, you know, physician assistant, nurse practitioners who are really the standard of care now in the hospital setting. I think that can be used everywhere where you shop instead of big box stores. You can open up your own or go local local farmers. I mean, it's just, there's a whole society out here that we can tap into that has a lot of vitality, vibrance, and you can break this system, can't you? Oh, yes, you can. And that's, of course, why they're so afraid, because they know that. They know that there's more of us than them. They know that if we in mass, if imagine if 30% of the parents took their kids out of public school, the amount of money that the public schools would lose is staggering. And they would be very willing maybe to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Also, when they're making these demands, demand what you want. Um, I remember when there was a group that wanted to have a Muslim prayer room. And the leader of our group called me and said, I don't know what we should do. And I said, go to the school board meeting and say, isn't that wonderful? We think you should have a Muslim prayer room. We want a Christian prayer room. We want a Jewish prayer room. We want a Hindu prayer room. We want a Buddhist prayer room. You have to make the same demands on them. Otherwise, they will get away with one-sided issues. And one-sided issue is called communism. That's a good point. And one thing that we, we mentioned, but we didn't really highlight is none of these things are law. It's some, some proclamation or some mandate that basically doesn't carry the weight of law. So if you say, I'm not doing it, what can they do to you? Nothing. But they, yeah. they're, they're cowards, honestly, bullies and cowards. As soon as you stand up, all of a sudden it changes. It just melts away. But we have to be willing to take that stand. And we also should recognize that when the Revolutionary War was fought, not everybody was on board. So don't try to get everybody. Mm-hmm. Just work with the core of people that you think will work with you to be able to stop some of these programs. If we would have said in the very, very beginning, the very first time uh, for a drag queen story hour, we're not going to accept this. This is unacceptable. We are not going to do it. We will boycott the school if you ever do it again, blah, 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 blah. Do you think they'd have multiple uh, tranny story hours all over the country? No, because they would recognize the fact that they got to pick something else because the people don't want it. Mm-hmm. So right now in America, while we still have the ability to raise our voice, it's silent. And that's what we need to do is raise our voice. I agree. And if these are 
global agendas because not only is it America, it's every single country that has this. You have to start questioning what's behind it when it's a template and it seems to be an agenda that's global. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, especially when it's unnecessary. Why would a child who's not even sexual be put in the situation? Again, I have a question about what are the parents thinking? And they show up at these bars and they show up at the, I mean, it just doesn't even make sense. Is it supposed to be trendy or what's their mindset? I'm just curious. Well, sadly, the, the problem is, is that the parents have been indoctrinated also. Okay. So they're not thinking about anything except the school told me to do this. Wow. So you have that problem. But then I go back to my 45 goals of communism and see if they, if this happens to be there. And all of a sudden I look at number 26, present homosexuality and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. And therefore you will be able to infiltrate the churches and replace revered religion and morals with social religion you can discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. So you are taking away the family structure and the religious structure by giving the people something that is so contrary to human existence and absolutely impossible to do. But what's the underlying feature is money. I believe that abortion is a one-time patient deal. Once the abortion is over, unless there's a complication, there's very little to go back and for the doctor to be able to continue to make money. But trans, a trans program where you are going to be giving puberty blockers and other things like that, um, this is something that is right there in your face, happening now, how dare you speak against it? What's wrong with you? You'll be thrown out of the group. You'll be told uh, a you know, bunch of, of horrible things about your child for not letting them do this. Uh, but, you know, what's wrong with you? Oh, you're the parent. You're against it. Well, don't tell your parents, kids. But then again, the puberty blockers are something that is a continuous income. Always follow the money. Time goes way yep. too quickly. I'm so happy to, that you joined me today. How can people listen to your podcasts and read what you write again? Please go to Karen, K-A-R-E-N, Schoen, S-C-H-O-E-N.com, and you'll find all of my writing there. If you want to listen to the show, it is on Saturday and Sunday, 7 in the morning, 9 at night, and that is on America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. Get involved, and please go and visit the Florida Citizens Alliance website and see what you can do to help, because sitting and doing nothing and throwing socks at the TV is compliance, and compliance means agreement. Thank you so much, Karen, for joining me. I really enjoyed our conversation. So did I, and thank you so much for everything you're doing. Thank you, and thank you, everybody, for living in The Solution. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. I certainly enjoy doing it, and it is always wonderful to talk to Dr. Elena George. 
And she is going to be on the show in a couple of weeks, and we'll get to talk to her. It's very interesting being the guest instead of the host. And it's nice because you get to share your feelings. So now you all know. And thank you all for listening. It has been a pleasure, as always. Um, Be safe. That is going to be the battle cry for the next several years. Don't let your kids go out alone. Talk to them about drugs. Don't let them get involved with kids that they should not be involved with. We are going to be going through some terrible times. As I have said, make sure you tell the truth. And you can have a conversation about anything. I thought the CNN uh, town hall with with President Trump was fantastic. Let your kids hear that. Why? Why was it good? Why is he the one that is standing out about this? Why are they picking on him? And once you understand all of that, you will understand that we are the next target. Well, I don't want to be anybody's target. And I think America is worth saving. So you have to answer that question now. Is America worth saving? I certainly hope so. I hope you feel that way. I will see you again next week. This has been Karen Schoen. You have been listening to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Don't tread on-